This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. In collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Two Nice Jewish Boys podcast, hosted by Two Nice Jewish Boys. It's like a late night talking show, right? When you bring up guests on yeah. the phone and talk about relationships. So, our next caller is Cheryl from Virginia. Cheryl, talk to us. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> My husband, he came home last night and. He wanted to become a woman. <laughs> he wants to become a woman. Cheryl, you should let him. <laughs> let the man be who he is. Maybe you're a lesbian, Cheryl. Yes. Maybe you didn't know it. Yeah. All right. Enough What's bullshit. up? What's going on? Good. Guys, Good. You, you probably saw, guys and gals, you probably saw our mugs, um, our beautiful mugs sitting here on the table, and you were just completely distracted, and that's you know, how you avoided the nonsense we just spoke for the past minute we have merch is what Ethan is trying yes. to say these are beautiful beautiful mugs which yes. you should definitely purchase at least seven of right uh because no home is complete without seven two nice jewish boy mugs right and also you can gift it to your grandparents to your cousins yeah. but that's to your after neighbor. the first seven yeah no i'm kidding guys these are really i think they're really cool mugs bds tears always gets a laugh whenever i drink from it while and i'm on which a you are video about call. to do right now yeah right now you can see it's how did it taste <sighs> so good superb it's way better than drinking from any other mug and also a nice jewish boy mug. yes yes uh we will also at some point make a nice jewish girl mug uh um, but we haven't yet because we're sexist yes no because we <laughs> because yeah we gotta <laughs> yeah, see proof yeah. of 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 uh right just to make sure basically people are yeah when we get when we when enough of you start buying not just you know the seven who have no i'm kidding um guys check out 2njb.com slash merch yes. buy yourself a mug um you're sure to enjoy it. So we went to the movies. Yeah. A few days ago, Ethan and I had a date night. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, his wife was so jealous, and we went to see James Bond, the new James Bond. Now I'm a huge fan. You know, I've watched all of them. I also know, uh, like you guys probably know, that Roger Moore is the best one. Uh, Ethan He's is obviously wrong. Kidding, uh, Pierce Brosnan <laughs> and Sean Connery. <laughs> No, it's a tie, no, no. but yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we went there, great expectations. It's the first time I went to the cinema since COVID. Ethan, like third. Third. Um, <laughs> and Ethan wasn't sure if they let him in. More on that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, right now, you know, you have to have a, a pass yeah. from the government in order to walk around, but we'll talk about that later. So we went in, it started, the whole theme song. Great first act in uh, Matera, which is one of the m most beautiful cities in Italy. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I it also really was. was there when they shot the, the movie. I don't know you if were I in that city. Yes, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two when they were ago, shooting. Yeah, two years ago. Did you see any of the cast? I, I, I no. Yeah, they wouldn't the let you. Yeah, they wouldn't let you go. But from far above, I saw them like shooting uh, in Mattel. Did you sh- did you shoot with your drone? No, it was uh, no. It was before the drone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. But uh, it, the first scene was great. The first scene was great, even though it opened up a little slow. Pretty quickly, the movie got into this amazing action sequence, and you know they get you excited because yeah. you remember what James Bond is. Always a couple of years between James Bond movies, and so when you get to one, you're you're a little bit like you know sleepy mm-hmm. about. You have expectations, but you kind of forgotten what James Bond is all about. Yeah, and then it happens, and you're like, oh yeah, and so you get excited. There's this car chase and shooting, and James Bond even has. I think what's so like amazing about James Bond's character is that he's British. No, it's the intensity of the action and then the 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 little points of uh right, comic relief, but they're really subtle. It's always James Bond. It's not like he does something stupid. It's like slapstick, right? Yeah. Something will happen and it'll be a little weird and he'll kind of take notice of it and then he'll keep going and start fight and keep fighting the bad guys, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's always those moments that that are, I think, the best. But anyway, amazing action scene. And then... And then, no spoilers, guys, but essentially... No, we can do a spoiler alert. If you if you ha- haven't seen the movie and you want to, yeah, skip five minutes forward. But uh, we're going to... Spoiler alert. We're yeah. going to spoil it. Uh, not that we have to, to not talk that there's about it. so much to spoil, <laughs> right, guys? It's There isn't really a plot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they bas- do all the spoiling themselves. Yeah, yeah. But it sucked. It sucked. Um, it was awful. It was all downhill from the first scene. Yeah. And you wanna, you wanna, you wanna tell them the the blasphemy, which is this movie, like yeah. why it was so awful. Yeah. And huge spoiler alert, guys. Right now, skip a minute, two minutes forward. Here it comes. They kill James Bond. They fucking kill him. How, how dare they? Who are you guys? Who do you what think the you hell are? What were you thinking? The little pishers. You had you one think? job. You had one job, which is just have James Bond kill a bunch of bad guys, live it till the end, and, and sail off into the sunset with a woman. Yeah. One job. And he died so, like, it, it, in vain. Really in vain. Like, it was God. anticlimactic in yeah. every sense. And, yeah, apart from that, it sucked. Like, the plot sucked. There were uh, three action scenes. Yeah. We counted them. So there, there's like moments of action throughout the movie, obviously. Yeah. But there were three main action scenes. And none of them were as good as the first one. None of them were as good as the first one, yeah. And uh, the, the, like the, not the main, the, the main girl is pretty nice, a good, good actress. But, but the plot is so bad, she doesn't have like time to... He doesn't do crazy shit. I'm thinking about it. In the beginning, right? What happened? In the beginning, he's driving across Matera, and uh, no, yeah. but then the very first scene, he jumps off that bridge, right? Yeah, and he grabs that rope, and he yeah. like he falls bungees. into the gorge, and then bungees yeah. to the like next level yeah. of the bridge, which is insane and ridiculous yeah. and yeah. impossible. And that's, that. that's it. But that is James Bond. Like he does those crazy things. He'll jump from yeah. like a thousand meters into the ocean. Also, and it live. was a very woke movie. Uh, they put a black uh, African American woman and as they, the, as new, the new 007, yeah. and I mean she's a good actress, but like 
it's, it's in your face in your like yeah. in your face they put it it's it's uh, it's not I wouldn't be surprised <sighs> if she's the next James Bond yeah I don't think so but I wouldn't be surprised but I wonder how they feel about the fact that now th- like people are gonna be talking about this and not Moonraker <laughs> you know I love I mean? Moonraker <laughs> I know I love that's Moonraker. why uh, you also love Roger There's Moore the, one of the best scenes have you seen it <laughs> Yeah, of course. There's this amazing scene, which I love, where the bad guy rigs. So James Bond uh, goes to this. Um, he needs to prepare for, for going to space, right? So he needs to go to this um, instrument uh, that fakes uh, gravity, G- gravity yeah. to, to train himself. And the bad guy rigs the, the machine. Ah, remember? He's stuck on it. So, yeah. so James Bond is like spinning and spinning and he's about to die from this machine and then he uses the gadget uh, uh, he has yeah. by, from Q to neutralize the... the ma- it's just such so a good So yeah. good. So good. Yeah, it's Roger. Roger Moore. You. Roger Moore is we not that you. great. No. Anyway, so... He was so old. That's and the also the, be- the, the villain, the recurring villain, the uh, Jaws... Come yeah. on. Yeah, what happened to Jaws? He, he was, uh, yeah. But they I just don't bring get, him back. I just don't get how they do that awful, awful ending. And it's, it's, it's just, it doesn't make any sense, right? It's like, it's yeah. like, I, there's nothing to compare it to. I mean, that's what you bought the ticket for, right? Yeah. That's what you buy the ticket. Also, the uh, Rami Malik, who yeah. plays the villain, it's the worst character ever. Okay. First of all, it makes no sense because in the first movie, in the first scene, we see Rami Malek. We just don't know it's him yet. And the main girl uh, uh, protagonist, the woman, she's a little girl, right? And then it's like uh, 20 years or 30 years later. She's 30. And then she meets him. And he's like, I don't know. How old is Rami Malik? Like thirty-five? He doesn't have even even forty. He doesn't. Yeah. He, she's gained what? Like at least fifteen years. Yeah, and he stayed the same and age. He's, so he, he yeah. he's way too young for the character. I'm. Yeah. No, I didn't understand how they brought him. And then he's just the worst villain. He 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 is as shallow <laughs> as my breasts. Well, it's not that shallow. <laughs> I'm sorry to break the news. No, he it's an awful character. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's yeah. just, uh, he doesn't have any, you know, you want us to connect to it, show us his family getting murdered, right? At the beginning or something like that. Yeah. But there's, there's I mean, nothing. but I didn't have so much of a problem with that because a lot of the times Bond villains were pretty shallow, right? I mean, yeah. they were never well-rounded characters. Yeah. They were always the villain with the with the cat that wanted to destroy yeah. the world and you're not sure why. They're a bit psychotic. That's fine. But it was just, it didn't, it, in Hebrew you say, it didn't deliver. deliver. It didn't deliver the goods. Yeah. It didn't deliver the goods. You want action after action Sex. scene. You want, yeah, sex, and he has a family. He has a family and a daughter. So stupid. Okay, guys, so we do not recommend. (laughs) If you haven't gotten it, don't go see James Bond. Yeah, just skip this one. Yeah. So Facebook was down the other day. Yes, And Instagram and WhatsApp. While we were at the movie. Yeah, now WhatsApp in in the States, I guess, is not a huge deal, right? Not but here, guys, WhatsApp is yeah, like which is owned by Fa- WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. It's the main messaging app in Israel, and it was yeah. down. Everybody uses it. Yeah. So so I I messaged my wife on LinkedIn. 
<laughs> because that was and then she messaged me on sms and i was like yeah why didn't i do that <laughs> but you just don't realize how like neglect like nobody uses sms here in israel yeah um but yeah it so went down it went down and people like were like yeah <laughs> finally facebook is down yeah they were there it's it's this it's kind of it happened in the midst also of uh a facebook whistleblower uh what's her name um uh francis hogan i think mm-hmm. right um at coming out about how evil facebook is she's stolen documents from facebook and is, is suing them someone who steals documents is being idolized like isn't she a criminal allegedly? there's a whistleblower act i think in the um um there's a whistleblower act in the united states law somewhere But that protects whistleblowers now don't you need to deliver like really you have to deliver the goods yeah facebook will probably sue her back they should i hope they do um but basically just for uh those of you who uh haven't heard she came out against facebook with apparently with supposedly damning uh documents and information about how facebook And then the big question mark is how Facebook what right like what is the damning evidence what are they doing they were unethical they against were, uh, no so she I mean the 60 minutes thing right you yeah. can watch it and uh, anybody who tells you like oh no you have to read man all the documents like no if there was something that damning 60 yeah. minutes would have told you about yeah, it they would, the... if Facebook killed a small child right yeah and then buried the her smoking gun under Mark Zuckerberg's office <laughs> that would have been the headline <laughs> no what was what what were the awful things Facebook was doing uh, apparently they prioritized profits just Really this is uh look it's not a yeah it's not a good thing to do yeah, we don't like people who do that yeah, it's awful they really they shouldn't sin. Yeah. a business trying to make money is just a pulse despicable yeah. despicable they apparently knew about the fact that people engage with hateful and angry content and they did nothing about it <laughs> it's like just, uh, what <laughs> why is that how is that so like uh, okay first Are of all they're a mommy Oh my God, it's just ridiculous. And it also like, was this not clear that people like to engage with, like before there was Facebook, I remember as a kid, you'd walk by the supermarket checkout aisles, right? And there were the tabloids and yeah. they had the worst content ever that was super gossipy, very hateful often, talking about people really negatively. And it was... people bought it why because that's interesting today on Yediot Achronot I sent it to you uh, Nadav Eyal uh, wrote uh, who was a guest on the podcast he wrote they should uh, deconstruct or, or I don't know what's the word in English but they should disband Facebook disband break it apart yeah the state should disband uh, Facebook essentially yeah Many people think that it's it's crazy to me so I think no it's not crazy I think that that's exactly what uh, is at the core of this and I think we should talk about it in a second but just to like sum it up there was another thing that they that they said Facebook was doing that was so awful which is that Instagram is bad for teenage girls mm. and they knew about it well teenage girls have moms and yeah. dads and they can you know 
tell their children not to use the app. It's their responsibility. It's not Facebook's responsibility. Also, it's not like private knowledge that only Facebook is privy to that Instagram is bad for I mean these studies are public everybody knows it there's plenty of public studies don't buy your girl or boy a phone if you don't want them to go on Instagram nobody forces you to do that no but I mean that's the thing the claim is that Facebook had this knowledge and that's what really I think breaks this thing down completely is that what is the lawyer that's representing her actually going to sue the they're they're su- they're suing facebook uh, through the sec right it was the securities and exchange commission okay and what are they suing for for facebook withholding knowledge from shareholders meaning if they actually had something like technicality the, yeah if they but it's not even right because it's just preposterous even on that claim they're going to lose and they're going to lose bad because Facebook didn't withhold anything. There's a study that shows that Instagram is harmful for young girls. There are plenty of studies and plenty of public ones that anybody can read and 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 they're privy to it. By the way, you know who else is bad for young girls? <laughs> Other young girls because yeah. girls and boys and boys boys tend to do bad things to boys and girls do bad things yeah. to girls because no, That's it's actually true. <laughs> it's actually true. They, there's a lot of studies, apparently. I didn't know this, but there's a lot of studies, apparently, that show that any kind of uh, inter, like, like connectivity for teenage girls, especially, but for teenagers in general, outside of interpersonal connections, is bad for them. Like, apparently, any kind of like chat rooms or forums or things like that is not healthy for teenage girls because teenagers aren't well developed and they're yeah. sensitive. You know, when I was a teenager, we had. ICQ, we had Messenger, Microsoft yeah. Messenger, we had forums, um, and yeah, what's the difference between a girl writing some something mean uh, to you on a WhatsApp group or on yeah, right? It's just the platform isn't the, the responsible. I don't see how they're responsible for that. And even if they are, no, I mean they, you could say they're responsible for creating an awful product that uh, promotes. Um, uh, awful self-image or but that's the united states of america yeah. you're free to create whatever you want and i mean as long as you're not actively harming someone then you, you it's not against the law like you can create a platform where people share photos and the the side effects of that platform are not your responsibility the fact that sharing photos i don't know is so superficial was taking down why was what 4chan ah 4chan down. Again, because of hate speech, um, which is just a ridiculous term in and of itself, but we won't get into that. Now, the the I think what's at the core of it mm-hmm. is that the left hates Facebook; they hate him, and there's this there's obviously this like this 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 attack. Going you would on. think after they ban Trump, there'll be called peace. Exactly, but no, they they just it just made them more hungry. And that's what happened, right? It's just since two. No, but I think it was actually since two thousand and like, it only started when Trump was elected. Yeah. Um, and then they started. And now with COVID, also. Yeah. Uh, they say, yeah. Uh, oh, it promotes. Yeah. Why do you you let people like vaccine deniers speak? Yeah. It. Let's just kill them all. Like, what do you want? I, I don't understand what you want to do. There's I, always going to be vaccine de- vaccine deniers. I think that that's the issue, is that there was traditionally few... Th- the media was always in the hands of the left, 
right? And it wasn't democra- democratized. Mm-hmm. It wasn't accessible for everybody. Yeah. And it wasn't a beacon of free speech. I mean, it was more so than the past. And, you know, newspapers were all of a sudden in a place where people could speak out. And there were times where it was more suppressed. But but the left had a strong grip on a lot of the news outlets and media outlets like the New York Times and the Washington Post and ABC and NBC and all those channels. And then Facebook came along, and all of a sudden, There's free speech is the, free speech. Yeah, for the anybody first time. can post anything they yeah. want, and if you do a good job of it, and you kind of say what what you know, if you if your content resonates with people, it's Hyde Park. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, that's a good name for a competition. Uh, Hyde Park. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hydepark.com. It's good. Don't steal it, guys. <laughs> Buy the domain right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that that's what's at the center of it. They just hate Facebook. Um, and, yeah, they want to break it down. And so they'll use this. They'll use random excuses. They'll say Russia intervened using Facebook in the election. And COVID now, you have to lock down, you know, all these this misinformation, they call it. It's just mm-hmm. It's just an attack on free speech. What can you do? So, here in Israel, in the meantime, uh, it's pretty, it's a mess. So, Bennett went, our Prime Minister Bennett, he went to the UN, and he uh, made his debut speech at the UN in New York. And it was, it, it, it was a mess here in Israel, because his main part was about COVID. Yeah. And he used this platform to bash the Ministry of Health in Israel. Now, it's a, a bit complex to understand, I guess, from, for someone from the outside. But I'll try to explain the situation here in Israel right now. So you have our Ministry of Health and the, the clerks who run it. So we have our Fauci. Her name is Sharon Elroy Price. Dr. Sharon Elroy Price. And she is our Fauci, essentially. Right, and uh, she is pro lockdowns. She's pro restrictions. She's pro uh, green pass. She's pro all that, um, and she's the girl who decides about these things. Like yeah, she has the power. She has the power, the political power, and the actual power to implement those restrictions. Does she have actually legal power? Yeah, of course. She signs some of those restrictions. Yeah. Uh, there's the CEO of the Ministry of Health above her, but she also is signs on the actual documents. But the cabinet needs to decide, no, approve it, or she can't just tomorrow sign a document and say this it is depends the new w- norm. what uh, what is the restriction, right? So that's Sharon Ray Price, and what happened here in Israel is very strange. It's just the bizarre world of America because in America you have the left who is pro-restrictions, right, pro-vaccines uh, for kids, etc., etc. And the right is mostly against it, and pro-freedom, etc. And here in Israel, it's vice versa. So Likud supporters, Bibi supporters, um, aligned themselves with the Ministry of Health, and many people from the left, like very prominent journalists and activists from the left and from the far left, are pro-freedom, anti-lockdown, 
anti-forcing COVID and on kids, anti-COVID vaccines, and anti-restrictions uh, and green pass. Do you, really? I don't see it yeah. that way. You think yeah, 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 yeah. Very prominent, like it's for example, I'm, it's a, for example, uh, Eldad Yaniv, Orly mm-hmm. guy, Orly and Guy, two very yeah. famous journalists, Orly uh, Barlev. But these are exceptions. I don't, I don't meaning I don't, the the vast swaths of leftist and liberal, yes. uh, left leaning center. Yeah, are, I mean, I think it's more like a more accurate painting of the picture is just that. Ma- the vast majority of the Israeli public and Israel pro restrictions. are pro lockdown. But the voice that you do hear, right, who are for against the lockdowns, like, are mainly leftists, like from the far left, which is bizarre. Okay, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, the, these are the only people you hear. Yeah. Who, the few, the few. Yeah, but it has. That's what I'm saying. It has to be. But they have many followers, also. By the way, yeah. but. Um, so, and so what happened now is that Bennett decided he's going to go against the Ministry of Health because the Ministry of Health, if it were up to them, we were, would all be in lockdown in the holidays, this yeah. past holiday season. But he decided not to do that. And they didn't want to do the booster shot. He pushed them to do that. Uh, Sharon El Rui Price uh, was against the booster shot. Mm-hmm. And but eventually Bennett pushed for Bennett it. pushed for it, and because it worked. He really didn't want to go into lockdown because yeah. he didn't want to be BB. Basically, yeah, Bennett I think do... thinks very like simplistically. Lockdowns are gonna be I failed because it's just what BB did. So I'll have to do anything to stay away from it. Also, I think he truly believes it when he says that it's. He says it's a disaster for the economy. Yeah, he says it's a disaster. It, we, we, it is not done, is what he said, essentially. You just don't do it unless everybody's dying in the streets, right? Um, Still don't do it. Yeah, yeah. well, anyway. If everybody's dying in the streets, most people who don't have to leave their homes yeah. are probably going to... Anyway... No, but so, I have to say this. Yeah. Is that if most people are dying in the streets and it's so dangerous that people are stepping outside and they're dropping dead... The people who leave their house probably have a really good reason to leave their house. Like, nobody wants to die. And if they want to die, let them. I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, you said it. Sorry. So, what happened in the speech, Bennett attacked the Minister of Health. And also after the speech in briefings. He really bashed them for, uh, for basically undermining him and doing things behind his back. Yeah, um, but he didn't bash them that much, did he? I mean, he he said th- he said things like it, it is the uh, ruler of the government, basically the person at the top of the government who who only who has the vantage point to make these decisions. He didn't say no, but he the leaked, clerks are awful. He did, he did, of not officially, but he leaked like um, those kind of remarks that they lost it, that they're hysteric, that they're not professional. Okay, but I'm saying at the podium. At the podium, no. Not at the podium, but after the podium. Yeah, Yeah, but you know that's what he thinks, essentially. He went on a war with them. And so uh, we have, in the meantime... uh, Yeah. uh, Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Back in Israel. Yeah. um, There's a new Green Pass. Yeah. And they decided, our clerks in the Ministry of Health, decided uh, that to get the new Green Pass... 
uh, you got to have a third uh, shot, the booster shot. Even though they were against the third shot. Yeah, now they're for it. They were against it, but now you have to have it. Yeah, and if you don't get it, and I'm speaking about people, guys, who got dose one and dose two. So the Ministry like of Health truly. essentially says uh, you are worthless now. You're just as good as someone who, who didn't took vaccines. You're, yeah. Um, the problem is data. Yeah, and the numbers data, don't here in Israel. It. The data here in Israel shows from the last wave. Mm-hmm. Very, Speak it. <laughs> the data <laughs> shows uh, very, very explicitly, ex- explicitly, explicitly, yeah, that people with first and second doses are protected. Are so much more protected than people who didn't vax. Moreover, if you're under sixty-five. The difference between one and se- first and second dose and someone who got the third dose, it's almost meaningless. Also, in preventing it has to be said, even if you didn't get the two vaccines, the numbers are really low. For, for under, under 60, 65. For under 60. For under 65. Under yeah. 60, I think it was. 65. Anyway, but we'll, we'll yeah. look at because we don't yeah. have the numbers for under, for if you didn't get two shots. Let's look at those in a second. But they're also you really, really Go to Haaretz uh, COIL. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> you have the computer in front of you. Um, let's see. All right. You want to talk about the numbers for under 60 for two doses, two doses and three doses? Uh, yeah. So um, here are the numbers. So 0.9 Israelis out of 100,000 Israelis <laughs> uh, under the age of 60 with two shots have severe outcomes. Yeah. So that's a one person, let's round up. For 100,000. For 100,000. Now in percentages guys, that's 0.001%. And that's someone who got two shots. Yeah. And this uh, particular person who got two shots now he is restricted to go to restaurants to the gym to the cinema and why why he he's not allowed to do that it's it makes no sense now here's the funniest thing guys we israelis we can now travel abroad anywhere we want especially europe and israelis are traveling to europe if they're vaxxed and Europe says two doses are vexed as far as we're concerned. But our Ministry of Health won't let tourists come here. There haven't been tourists in Israel since the beginning of COVID. And people here work in this industry. Some people in the, in the tourism industry, not one and not two people uh, killed themselves uh, because they found themselves without a job here in Israel. And why won't they let tourists from Europe and from the states come here if they're vaxxed. How is it that we... Now, even if they decided now to let them in, <laughs> you get an what does it mean? Situation. Yeah, because they are, don't have the third dose, right? And they're Europe. allowed to roam around freely in Israel. So you, you'll bring them here. They'll have two doses, but they can go They'll have more rights than, than, than citizens. Citizens who got the two doses because yeah. it's it just, just ridiculous. Sense. So what are like, the numbers you see in front of you? Ah, uh, for for the non-vaxxed, yeah. six. Six out of 100,000. So that's times six. That's 0.006%. Yeah. Meaning Still very low. 
It's still very not low. very low. It's but let's negligible. Say, no, but but let's it's, say it's ig- negligible, meaning ignorable, meaning it is not newsworthy, meaning that's, no that's one should severe be talking illness. about. That's severe illness. Yeah, all those numbers are severe illness. Severe no, but illness. if you're an under sixty-five and you want to reduce your chances, you you should get vaccinated. Why? It does reduce. It reduces your chances from point zero zero six percent. Yeah, but it also reduces your chances yeah. to get infected. From point zero, no, infected, okay. infected, exactly. Yeah. But why are you worried about infection? No, because look, the one point, uh, it's it's an average, right? If you're sixty, your chances are higher. Yes, than no, if you're absolutely. eighteen. I, that's what I'm saying. But though, it's it's an issue of assessing your own risks. Yeah, if you're anywhere between fifteen to thirty-five, there is zero reason you even need the vaccine. Unless zero you don't want to get COVID. You just don't want to get it. Okay, that's fine. That's great. That's your decision. Do it. Yeah. But there is actually, apparently, according to the data, no reason. If what you care about is severe illness. Uh, yes. Yeah. And w- Which is what you should care about. Yeah. Okay, so I get it that COVID is not pleasant, and what, but you wouldn't, I mean, otherwise have gotten it if it didn't become this whole thing, if that was your chances of severe illness. Yeah. And the truth is, if you look above 60... It's 132, so that's 0.132%. Uh, Look, you can have it really rough without being it being considered severe illness. Like yeah, your, your, you can your relative a, had it and... But that's what I'm saying. You could have gotten a really rough flu before and hardly anybody got the flu shot. It's because more no one really It's more infectious. Your chances to get it are higher than the flu. Okay. Yeah, no, that's true. That's anyway, true. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get the vaccine. No, there or are that reasons. The vac- Even if you are th- under there 35, are, there are good reasons to take it. What I'm saying is there, but are, there are zero no good reasons to force people to, to take it. Force people to take it like like yeah, like the government is doing. Yeah. Anyway, that's the situation now we're in Israel, guys. So Eitan is in a problem. What you going to yeah, do? I because don't know. you got uh, two doses. I'm just praying. I'm just praying that the their system keeps keeps crashing. And you can't travel abroad, guys, because if you don't have the third dose, you travel abroad, you come back, you, you need seven quarantine. days of quarantine. Yeah. And if you have the third dose, it's only 12 hours of quarantine. Yeah, if you ask me, it's, a, it's, a, it's an abomination. I mean, it really is just an... Like, it's, I don't want to exaggerate. There have been darker times in history. There have been much darker times in history, and we're living in a relatively free democracy, so things are good. But... It's worrying. It's just worrying that people are so accepting of this kind of encroachment on individual yeah. liberty and they don't see where the wind is blowing when this kind of stuff happens. It's just worrying and it's upsetting. But um, that's the situation. What can also you do? in Israel, a new law just is about to, was presented to, to the Knesset. Gidon Saar, the minister of uh, law. Yeah. Uh, wants wants to legislate a law sa- saying that uh, if you are, you can't be the prime minister of Israel for more than eight years, essentially. Now this won't uh, apply for Bibi or for Bennett or for Lapid, but only henceforth. Um, and there's a huge uh, Meaning debate. Meaning Bibi could come back and be for another eight prime years. minister for another eight years. But I guess he wants to prevent future BBs from, like, he wants to protect the future generations from future versions of BB that will come and won't, you won't be able to take them down yeah. unless you join a 
party that supports terror. <laughs> um, so, but it, it's a problem, I think. I don't think it's very democratic. I mean, if people want someone, why should it not be allowed for them to elect him? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm too perturbed by it. Just maybe it's just because I, you know, I I'm American, and so I I have that in my blood. That Although, it makes how long? When was it legislated in America? FDR. FDR it's pretty was, new. FDR was president for twelve years. It's pretty new then. Yeah. It's not like inherently, yeah, like in the American Constitution. Yeah, seventy years, seventy something years. I think Who it was, says it's the it's the right approach for the states. I I don't know if it is. Um, but it's not totally uh, um, antithetical to, to, to democracy. I mean, the idea is, in any democracy, is to limit power, right? Mm -hmm. To limit governmental power, right? Uh, you can't have a dictator, right? What if the people want a dictator? And they, they've... So, technically, uh, extreme democracy would say, okay, then they should be able to all vote and say, we want a dictator for life. We want to write an emperor. And maybe that's true. But I don't know if I'm willing to go to that extreme yet. <laughs> I yeah. think that if people are actually there, then you, things will dissolve on their own. But yeah, I don't. If if you can pass a law democratically it, through the democratic process to limit the time an individual is in power, I think if you limit it too much, then you're in danger of causing instability. So yeah. if you say someone can only be in power for six months or a year, then you might be in danger of lim of causing instability, and that's a real problem but yeah but yeah it's it's happening it's definitely happening because of a specific person yeah. if they could they do it so bb can't run around again yeah. but apparently they tried they yeah they, they they or they at least floated the idea yeah. around when bennett um was was uh kind of uh concocting his his coalition his motley crew of uh of coalition partners there was a law thrown around about putting a uh, four-year uh, cooling period on mm. anybody who'd been a prime minister. Right. And that was obviously very personal. Yeah. Because who had just been prime minister? Benjamin Netanyahu. And, what they w and who was in the opposition? Benjamin Netanyahu. And they wanted to find a way to prevent him from dissolving the coalition. Right. Right. And they said, well, if we instate this, he won't dissolve it in the next four years because he knows that if he dissolves it, he won't be able to be prime minister. Yeah. And that was way too personal. So this this is kind of, I guess, the compromise they reach probably. Yeah. But it's obviously uh, like fruit of the poison tree, right? It's obviously like derivative of the fact that they even started talking about it because of BB, um, yeah. which is unsettling. Yeah, I think the law will pass. Uh, otherwise, so? uh, yeah, Sari is such a good politician. He wouldn't have uh, pushed it if he wouldn't have kind of certainty that it'll pass yeah uh yeah so also, it, it's notable to say that it's being promoted by one of bb's biggest enemies yeah. So, yeah so what's the deal with iron dome guys if you haven't seen we uploaded a new uh, video to our youtube channel yeah uh, our reaction to sarah silverman who on her podcast she talked about uh, the squad and the iron dome debacle her girls her girls and the squad yeah. And it's it's going pretty good actually. Yeah, people are watching it, so guys, check it, it out. In. Check it out. Um, but they just ran something weird about Rand Paul. Can you explain this? Yeah. So apparently, Rand Paul 
is the only senator that is delaying a vote for Iron Dome replenishment. So there's this is exactly what Sarah Silverman was talking about. The squad was uh, trying to knock out of the budget. The 100. squad they get. Yeah, they want. They to were trying to knock out us. one billion dollars that was yeah. uh, that was supposed but to what's be Rand Paul's deal. Uh, yeah, so Rand Paul is it, the, here. We're looking at an article from the Jerusalem Post. It reads: Senator Rand Paul delays a vote for Iron Dome replenishment. The Kentucky senator said that while he supports the Iron Dome, he thinks it should be paid for. Senator is treating the replenishment of this vital system as a political game says CUFI, which I'm not really sure what that stands for, the Christians United for Israel. But I think what it stems from, and actually Rand Paul is famous for being uh, huge, um, uh, hugely opposed to foreign aid, which a lot of Republicans are. Like mm -hmm. the extreme end of the right yeah. is isolationist, and they're against foreign aid, and they don't think America should be funding all these governments around the world. and. Makes sense, right? Small government. So I'm I'm not so bothered by this, but here, let's read a little bit. The Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky delayed on Monday a vote to fast-track a bill that would provide Israel $1 billion to replenish its stockpile of Iron Dome interceptors. Uh, the delay came about 10 days after the House representatives passed a suspension bill to provide Jerusalem with the funding. It is not clear when the Senate will vote on the initiative. The Basically, APAC and the Christians United for Israel came out against it hotlining what basically what was happening is he became the only senator refusing to hotline the bill even after it had been approved by the house hotlining is when all 100 senators agree to allow a bill to go straight to the floor for a vote mm. substantially accelerating the approval process so he's like the only one and standing out, have to out of 100 senators including democrats and he says uh, a spokesperson on his behalf there is no no, this is not. Sorry, this is from uh, someone speaking out against it. The spokesperson uh, said, I think, actually Paul himself, Paul Rand said, I think the American tax dollars, taxpayer dollars that pay for it should come from money that could go to the Taliban. He suggested talking, uh, taking the funds from some $6 billion that was designated for the Afghan government. That money, quote, I think could be spent on the Taliban if we do not rescind that money. The justification for my proposal, sorry, the justification for my proposal for paying this is simple. He continued, only on economically strong United States can be a militarily strong ally of Israel. I support Israel. I voted for hundreds of millions of dollars to support Iron Dome. I'm glad the United States has a strong bond with Israel, but the United States cannot give money. It does not have, no matter how strong our relationship is. The United States is approaching $30 trillion in debt. Our out-of-control spending added $3 trillion to the debt just in this fiscal year. So this is happening also, we have to give some context. It's happening while there's a $2 trillion, uh, it's actually it's being debated 5. whether, no, it's going to end up at 2. Hmm. It was They wanted to make it 3.5, the Republicans wanted to make it 1. It's probably going to end up somewhere around $2 trillion, plus another trillion that Biden's already, I think, passed. Hmm. So total... They're doing $3 trillion, as he's saying, in, in the fiscal year. And I think that Republicans, rightly so, I get it, are like outraged at the ridiculous level of spending the American government has reached, right? And they're yeah. dead. So I can't actually be pissed at the guy. <laughs> like, however much it hurts, I can't be pissed at yeah. him. I, I think there's probably other places he could... Oh, it will pass eventually, right? Yeah. He was just making, I guess, a point. Yeah. 
okay. I think uh, we'll wrap this up. All right. Okay, guys. So, guys, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, email us. We try to respond to all emails. It's Ethan's uh, only responsibility. So we <laughs> want him kept busy. So send reach us out some, to us, uh, guy. Write uh, yeah. to write to us. We like also hate mail. So if you hate us, write to us yeah, too. Sure, sure. Uh, Don't and hold also back. love mail. Nah, love mail. Not so, no. I'm kidding. We love love mail. We love hate mail. We love all mail. Yeah. Um, also, go to twinjubi.com slash merch mm-hmm. and buy those gorgeous, gorgeous mugs that will BDS make tears is my favorite. your morning routine spectacular. It will. absolutely will. It'll make your TikTok videos go viral. Yeah. Um, Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Absolutely. And we do this on our free time, so please go to twinjubi.com slash donate and donate. And... We uh, make this podcast in collaboration with uh, Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. Check them out. Great source for content, for news, opinion pieces. If you want to stay up to date with what's going on in Israel, IsraelNationalNews.com, uh, Sheva. And also Australian Jewish News in quarantine currently. Go to <laughs> ajn.timesofisrael.com and check out their content in English about Australian Jewish community and world Jewish news. And that is it, I feel. Until next time. Bye, guys. My friends. Bye-bye.